of this worship service that we uh, present unto the Lord today. Amen. Let me see. Bobby, I changed the batteries, and you know what? Just tell him to go to the next slide. All right. All right. We're going to get this thing right one of these days. It's good to be in the house of God. And I hope and pray, if you haven't secured a bulletin, please get one. Because most of my notes this morning and outline is found in the bulletin. And that's where we'll be tracking from today. And I believe the lesson this morning, I'll be doing this lesson at this service and the next. Because it's a lesson that I truly believe needs to be presented so that we can all be of the same mind and same understanding regarding our worship unto God. And before I go any further, you've heard the scripture text read from 1 Samuel chapter 15. I want to inject this part right here. John 4 verse 23 and 24. But the hour cometh and now is. When the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Amen. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. I want to put emphasis on that. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. Verse 24, God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. One of the reasons I had 1 Samuel chapter 15 read those verses is to show you that God has always been specific. When he gives an order or a command to do something, he don't leave it up to man. Let me say that again. When God gives an order or a command to do something, he don't leave it up to man. God is very specific and just like in, in that event, through the prophet Samuel, Samuel informed Saul. God said, utterly destroy everything and everybody. Sam, uh, Saul, in case you don't understand, that means the suckling, the infants, the animals, the men, the women, if they breathe, you kill them. Yeah. All covers everything, and everything covers all. That's right. But as we heard from the reading of the text, Saul and the people, Saul and the people, uh-huh. who was the leader? Saul. Yeah. Who did Samuel speak to? Saul. Saul and the people decided, you know what we can do? We can save the best of the spoil. We can even save the king. And we'll use them as a sacrifice unto God. What did God say about a sacrifice? He didn't ask for a sacrifice. He asked for obedience. God gave the instructions for what he wanted done. God had a beef with the Amalekites. And God said, I'm going to kill you. 
And he gave the order to utterly destroy because he didn't want anything about them to exist after that day. God is specific. Do we serve the same God today? Is it okay for us to take upon ourselves to choose and to change when God has given a commandment to do something? No, it's not. No, it's not. On the front of the bulletin, it asks some questions. Is Zoom a scriptural substitute for worship? Is it okay now to sacrifice than to obey? Do the scriptures teach separation among his members to promote growth? And what is the true message a member is stating when using Zoom? So let's look at these questions as well as some of the other information. And, you know, this lesson right here, why attend all services of the church? I presented this lesson almost two years ago. And the lesson is very plain and clear. There's a need to attend all the services because the services are designed for our spiritual growth. For an example, number one, we should attend all because you know what? To obey God. Hebrews 10, 25, 26. To abound in the Lord's work. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Because it is safe. 2 Peter 1, 10. And to put things first. Matthew 6, 33. Also, to be made stronger. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by what? Every word word that proceeded from the mouth of God, right? To set a good example. Matthew 5 and 16. And to prove our love to God. 2 Corinthians 5 and 8. Also, because Jesus is present. Matthew 18 and 20. And because God wants the church to grow. Ephesians 3 and 21. Why are all of these so important? Why are all of these so critical? Because they promote growth. They promote unity. They promote one accordness. But most importantly, it keeps us in line with the scriptures. That's the most important thing. Because one day we're going to close our eyes and we're going to appear in judgment. And these same words are going to be there. And we have to answer a question. Did we do what the Lord commanded us to do? So let's, let's look at the first question. Is Zoom a scriptural substitute for worship? No. We, can say, we can say no. But you know what? Some, I, all members don't believe that. And let me tell you something. Many congregations of the Church of Christ don't believe that. And the reason I say that, because they continue to use it. And to be honest, we never should have started using it. You say, well, Brother May, you know, this, this pandemic started and this stuff was spreading. And, 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 and the governor said, the governor never said we could not come together. Amen. Let's get something straight. Yeah. The governor never said we could not come together. We could not assemble. Yeah. 
he, he gave some restrictions and guidelines how we should do it in decreasing the number. See, the bottom line is, if we truly love God and we want to abide in accordance to his will, we got to get out of our lazy mentality. We're so used to just coming, flopping down on a soft seat, sitting on our behinds, singing a few songs and going through the motion. And then when something disrupts that, the first thing that everybody started to do, we're going to just shut everything down. We're going to cancel everything. Where in the Bible did God ever say, I, I, I don't need you to worship me? See, I'm going to tell you something this pandemic did prove. It proved the truth about the love of many of us that we have for God. Amen. So this thing called Zoom came up. And we said, well, we'll just do the Zoom thing. How, how does Zoom comply with the word? don't well why are you trying to offer it unto God sound like the same stuff Saul was attempting to do right we saved the best of the spoil we even saved the king and we would use it as a sacrifice unto God God didn't ask for a sacrifice God asked for obedience And the question you need to ask yourself, because there, there may be some who don't agree with this lesson, but you're not in disagreement with Barry May. Right. I'm going to allow the word of God to state the case. And if you have a disagreement, you need to go to God's word. Right. Now, if you need some help in getting a better understanding, I don't have a problem with that. But I'm not going to argue with anybody and debate anybody because the word is clear. Amen. John 4 and 23, the Bible said the father seeketh such to worship him. Amen. What type of worship? Spirit yeah, and, truth. and truth, right? Amen. What constitutes spirit and truth worship? It must be in accordance to the word of God as outlined and described by how God say he wants to be worshipped. Right? So when you stop and consider how Zoom separates, it isolates, and you, you cannot say that you abide in accordance. Go to the next slide. You abide in accordance to the uh, scriptures. You, you don't. And if I could just be honest with you today, Zoom is just a cop out for many Christians who just don't want to be active. I'll come back to that. The resurrection of Christ was on the first day of the week. This is the foundation of Christianity. Jesus getting up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Third day, right? Yeah. The beginning of the church, their steadfastness, fastness, and reverence in Acts 2, 42 and 43. Remember that word reverence. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's that's a very important word. Yes, I got a follow-up lesson I'm gonna deal with that word reverence 
our reverence to the word. Because see, as I said before, many of us want to use Zoom. We want to lay up in the bed. We want to lay up in our pajamas or whatever it is, if you got anything on. We want to be cooking and doing any and every other thing, talking about, well, I'm Zooming. I'm doing the the worship Zoom. If you're going to give any reverence to the word of God, it got to be in spirit. You can't be sitting there multitasking and doing all kind of other things and talking about, well, I just Zoomed this week. Where is the reverence to God? See, the problem is we've allowed the world, we've allowed society to overtake us and overwhelm us and just become so dominant in our lives, we forsake the greatest commandment ever given. Love the Lord that God with all, with all thy heart, mind, soul, and strength. You're not going to tell me you love the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength when you're willing to substitute something instead of coming out to assemble as the Bible teaches us, we should come together yeah. to exhort, to encourage one another. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. They, talking about the early Christians, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, the breaking of bread and prayers. Steadfastly. Yeah. Meaning what? Consistent. They continue steadfastly. How can you encourage me over Zoom? And let's be honest. Very few people who have logged on to Zoom doing Bible studies and things, they don't even participate in the class. Because the the truth be told, sometimes folks just turn it on to make it look like they're all done. Yeah. They're doing something. They're walking around in a grocery store, walking around Walmart or something else. Yeah. Yeah. Where is the reverence? Where is it benefiting you from God's word? Just because you want to put on a front to say, well, oh, oh, I was logged on. You're dealing with a God who sees all and knows all. Go to the next. Fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Their charity and growth. This Acts 2, 44 through 47. Those who believe were together. Were together. Were together. That's the Bible. They weren't isolated. Growth comes through exhorting one another, building one another up, encouraging one another. And it's not so much all the time about somebody doing it for you. Somebody is looking for some encouragement from you. How are you going to offer that over Zoom? Huh? Hmm. 
Those who believed were together and had all things in common. Those with possessions and goods sold them, dividing them among all according to their need. Go on to the next. They continued daily with one accord in the temple. Now keep in mind, they were under persecution. I don't read anything about them canceling services. Now, if you really, really wanted to be honest and truthful, and our own thinking, if there was ever a time you would consider canceling service and ducking and dodging, that would have been the time. That would have been the time. But that's not what they did. The word of God said they continued daily with one accord in the temple. Breaking bread from house to house. Eating with gladness. Eating with gladness and simplicity of heart. Praising God and having favor with all the people. The Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. The early church worked and served together. We don't show a unified front by you being away on Zoom and some of us here. To be honest... It's discouraging to the folks who show up. Because, they're hey, we're dealing with people. And I know my people. Well, they ain't coming. Why should I? Right? Because we're the same way when we're in the devilment. And as long as we don't get caught, we won't tell on nobody else. But as soon as we get caught, guess what? We start singing. Well, if they're going to stay at home and, and just do Zoom, well, let me ask you this. What if I decided to stay at home on Sundays and do Zoom? What if I just decide, hey, I don't feel like rolling up out of here. Throw some piece of message together and just say, hey, praise the Lord. Yeah, yeah. God is good all the time. So how encouraging is that going to be to you? Come on, be honest. That's not rhetorical. How encouraging would that be to you if you're getting up, coming out, and then your preacher, your elder, is too sorry and don't have the reverence or the respect, the love of God to get up himself? How encouraging would that be to you? That's why you need to consider your ways. Amen. It said, is it okay now to sacrifice and to obey? Why everybody else doing all the other churches? Let me tell you why all these other congregations. I'm talking about the church of Christ. I ain't talking about the world. The world, the world going to hell. They're going to hell. If they don't repent and do what the Lord command them to do. All these other congregations are doing it and they started doing it and it all goes back to one simple thing. Poor leadership. Poor leadership. Men serve in that capacity for a reason. To make sure, to ensure that what God has commanded is carried out. Talking with some brother and 
attend, attend this large congregation. Well, uh, what are we to do? I said, your leadership need to get up off their behind. And I don't care how many services they got to conduct from 1201 at night to 1155 before midnight. It's the Lord's day. And nowhere should it ever be considered that God should be cheated out of being worshipped. But when you have leaders who have no vision, right. when you have leaders who are lazy, yeah. or when you have leaders who rather listen to the people Come on, than to remain steadfast in the word of truth, yeah. you're going to err. Yeah. I don't care how large of a congregation. Sure. The word of God says... His commandments are not grievous. God does not require anything of his people that they can't do. Is God aware of a pandemic? Surely he is. Did God send down a memo? Did he raise up a prophet from the dead to say, hey, don't worry about it? No. Because everything God would have us to know and to do is found in his word. No exceptions. No exceptions. It's upon us to figure out and to do whatever it is we have to do as for scheduling. To make sure we make it fit. Do the scripture teach separation among his members to promote growth? Acts chapter 2 says absolutely no. Well, that's what Zoom does. It separates. It promotes division. You say, no, brother May, no, it don't. It's just sometimes people get tied up at work and that's your Failure in managing your time. That's right. Buddy. That's right. See, I, I, I've taught lessons before. You, you put a circle. And you put God in the middle of that circle. Yeah. You know what? Everything you do in the course of that day should fit around God. Amen. But what we've done, we put everything else in the middle of that circle. And we squeeze God in. Wherever we can. So, so, so now I'm running late. I'm tired. I don't feel good and this and that. So, hey, I just do Zoom. No, folks. No. What kind of an example is that? And that's a ploy of the devil. Before you look up, you know what? You've been gone so long. You're out of touch with really what's going on within the congregation. What is the true message a member is stating when using Zoom? God is not first in my life.
Brother May, what if? Let, let me tell you my answer to what if. What if? Now, when you ask me, what if? My response is, what if? What if, what if? We can what if till Jesus come back. But the word of God don't deal with what if. It deals with absolutes. It don't deal with hypothetical. God speaks and he has stated what he wants. What is it God seeks? He seeketh such to worship him. Seeketh what? Those that worship the father in spirit and in truth. How do you worship in spirit and truth? In accordance to the outline of the scriptures. Open your bulletin. Inside the first page. It says places I feel safe to go during COVID-19 pandemic. To the doctor, to the beauty shop, a barber shop, grocery store, just out shopping, dining out, post office, dentist, work, travel, whether it's personal or business, sporting events, recreation outings, gatherings with friends, school, vacation, nail shop. Because these are the places everybody's going to. Yeah. Right? That's right. Throw, throw your mask on and go on about your business. But to the right, it said places I do not feel safe going during the COVID-19 pandemic. And we've had, we've had members right here. Well, you know, I, I, I have some underlying conditions. Yeah, you got, you got more underlying conditions than you realize. Amen. A lack of faith is one of your underlying conditions. Amen. Now, you got enough faith to go on a job every day around people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Around people. But yet you say, I'm afraid to come and assemble in the presence of the Lord. What kind of heckle and jekyll is that? What what is that? Well, Brother May, you know, we need to take this thing serious. There's nothing more serious than obeying God. So you have more faith in a mask and going around and doing everything else during the week and in your course of time. But you said, I'm afraid to come to the assembly. What does that say about a Christian? It tells me there's a faith problem. It tells me you don't trust God Man. Man. the way you should. Man. Right. 
You're praying and calling on him when you go to work, when you're out at the store, when you're shopping and traveling. While you're doing all of those things over there in the left column, you're praying and you even, you, look, you even call the church when we assemble and say, lift me up and pray. Yeah, yeah. Well, what about Sunday? Oh, you know, my, my doctor said I need to be careful. Your doctor didn't say you need to be careful about going around old nasty folks at work. Your doctor didn't say anything about you going out, dining out, and you don't know who's dealing with your food. That's right. But you're gonna you're gonna blame it on your doctor. Why you should forsake the assembly and coming together. Hmm. Drop down. It said all of these died. Was their punishment justified? That was a way that seemed right unto them. But you know what? They got in trouble. Amen. Adam and Eve. Was God specific with Adam and Eve? Yes, he was. Did they listen? And they died spiritually. Amen. Was kicked out of the garden, right? Sodom and Gomorrah. They wouldn't repent. They wouldn't repent. Evil, evil, evil. And guess what? They felt it was all right. What did God do? He destroyed the cities. Did he not? Those that perished in the wilderness. What got them in trouble that they ended up in the wilderness for 40 day, I mean for 40 years? Listening to a false report, not trusting and murmuring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listening to some leaders who brought back a false report. Twelve spies went over, only two came back with the truth. Cain, God told Cain and his brother Abel to offer a sacrifice. Abel did his, God accepted it. Cain did his, God rejected it. Because it wasn't what God said. What happened? Cain became upset, angry. To the point he murdered his innocent brother. God saw that. God said, you know what? I, I, I got something for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to curse you, buddy. Yeah. And he was cursed till he died. Man. But they felt they could offer something and do something in their own way. Nadab and Abihu. You might say, well, fire is fire. Not in the eyes of God. God smoked them. The Bible said they offered a strange fire. Now, we could sit and say, well, fire is fire. Well, that's your stupidity. 
God, God ain't going to kill somebody for being obedient. Man. And they paid a price. Eli's sons off the chain, pimping, pimping the folks, doing all kind of immoral things, stealing. You name it, they were into it. And God warned Eli. He said, You need to discipline your boys. That's right. These, these were the sons of the priests. Did Eli listen? No. How did God deal with it? He killed both of them. He killed both of them. Deaths for not looking up at the brazen serpent. The brazen serpent in the wilderness was erected. Moses gave order. If you're smitten, if you're bitten, guess what? Just look up. Yeah. You'll live. Yeah. Guess what? People were bidding. And they said, hmm. Yeah. I ain't looking up. Why should I have to look up? And they died. Right. And the people are, are Korah and his posse, I should say. Korah was a Levite. And Korah got this thing. He he, he got this thing. got caught up in himself. So he confronted Moses on numerous times. Matter of fact, he was Moses' cousin. And, And he got upset because he said, I'm a Levite just like you. How come God always got to talk to you? How come you can't talk to me? So he rallied up. And you know what it's sad to say? Some people will follow anybody. He followed up around. He, oh, he rallied up about 250 people. Who said, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And every time he confronted Moses, God got hot. And finally, God got sick of it. So one day they appeared, they confronted Moses, and you know what? The other people around them were told, get away from them. And when the people removed themselves, the earth opened up. It swallowed them and closed up. This is God we're talking about. And you think it is acceptable to just offer any kind of substitute in the place of spirit and truth worship? Huh? No, we need to go back and check our time management. We need to go back and check our hearts. What's truly important to you in this life? Pleasing God and hearing well done 
of being a slave to this world and enjoying your heaven while you're here on earth. Because when you allow and start putting everything before God, when you start allowing putting everything before the church, you're on the wrong track. You're on the wrong track. So when you stop and consider, folks, this thing called Zoom, oh, there are many, many, many good purposes for it. But don't get caught up in the hype of cheating God. If you're so busy, you don't have time to come out on Sunday to assemble with the saints. You know what? You're too busy. It's like I tell people sometimes. They always talk about they go through the day. They don't eat lunch. and They're too busy. I said, let me ask you something. Is the job of the president of the United States a busy job? Yes, it is. Is it a stressful job? Yes, it is. But one thing I know, president every day sit down and have lunch. Yes, he does. With all of the world issues and the problems going on in the world, he sit down and eat lunch. Yeah. Now, if the president could sit down and eat lunch, yeah. you can't be that busy. Your job can't be more important than the president. You don't eat because guess what? You choose not to stop to eat. I guarantee you if you look at if you look at the SOP and you look at the policy on the job, they authorize a lunch break. Now whether you take it, that's on you. So because I don't manage my time properly, I'm going to substitute instead of coming and being in the presence of the Lord, instead of coming to offer my exhortation and adoration together with all the other saints, I'm just going to zoom. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. I never, I, I've never been for it. But I wanted to make sure I studied this thing right. Yeah. Yeah. Now let me, let, me, let me answer some questions that you're probably sitting there saying. Well, what about people who are sick? Does God know people are sick? If you are truly sick, yeah. what is God requiring of you? Right. To get well. See how simple that is? Yeah. How have we dealt with individuals who were sick in the past year before Zoom? Huh? So, brothers went and conducted a service at their home.
you're still promoting unity, Amen. togetherness. Amen. And, I, and I know for years and years, you still got some folk hung up on that. But can you just come by and bring me communion? No. There's more to worship than just communion. Singing, praying, communion, offering, sermon. Why don't you say, come by so I could give you my offering for the church? If you don't see the necessity to sing, if you don't see the necessity to give, if you don't see the necessity to hear the word of God presented, you know what? You're not interested in worshiping God in spirit and in truth. John 4, 23 says, For the Father seeketh such to worship him. So it's the way you're going about doing things. I don't, hey, I don't care about what all the other congregations are doing. I have enough to do here. And if I'm going to be judged, which the Bible said, I will be judged even more harshly. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I'm not going to go to hell because I'm seeking to be your buddy or your friend. If you say, well, brother, man, I just don't agree with that. You got a problem with God. What's, what's next when we don't have to assemble? Huh? What comes next? Are you truly benefiting? Do you truly learn? No. You might have one or two who really pay attention doing Zoom. I, and I've done it right here in front of you a couple of times. And I've called people who were logged on. And you know what? They wouldn't even answer. And I know why. He wasn't listening. Yeah. You sit in a board meeting or, or, or a meeting on your job, you don't sit there and go to sleep and goof off and do other stuff during that meeting. Pay attention. Yeah. But what you're telling God, uh, I can log on the Zoom and go do something else. I could be ironing my clothes. I could be cooking while this thing going on and everything, but they're going to think I'm listening. Yeah. Folks, what if? My answer, what if? Yeah. I haven't come across a situation yet in life that God haven't given the answer in his word. Yeah. So why are you trying to create something? Our command to adhere to is to come together and assemble. That's what the book said. And if you're searching and if you're seeking to be the Christian God would have you to be, John 4, 23 and 24, guess what? The Father seeketh such. But if you believe it's okay to substitute, if you believe it's okay to change what God has said, you know what? You're going to have problems. And I believe I provided enough examples to show you God 
means what he says. And he says what he means. So don't, don't be upset with Brother May and don't be, don't be looking all cross-eyed and side through corner of your eyes and everything. You know what? And I'm talking about worship today, folks. It, it, really, it really should go over into Bible classes. But I'm talking about worship today. You can't ignore Hebrew 10, 24, 25. You just cannot ignore it. Last but not least. So with Brother May, if, if it's wrong, why did we start? We shouldn't have. And I could stand here before you today and say, forgive me, and I've already asked God to forgive me. If I've, if, if I've given the wrong impression, I learn better, I correct it. And you, you could go take this, you want to record and know this lesson, be happy to give it to you. You could call any preacher you want to, and you could go Call up whoever you want to and talk about it. Zooming as a way of worship is not scripture. And I stand on the word of God about that. If you're here today, you have not surrendered your will to God to become his child by doing what the Bible commands one to do in order to become a Christian. The Bible teaches that one must hear, believe, repent, confess, and be baptized and live faithful unto death. If you haven't done that, you're playing Russian roulette. Because you don't know what death is. And Jesus said, if you die in your sins, where I am, you cannot come. And the only way to be remitted of your sin." You must be baptized for the remission of your sin. Amen. For us who are members, whatever it is we need to do to get ourselves right, I always say, leave here a better person than you arrived. Amen. I know some, I know that lesson probably didn't sit well with some, but I don't preach for popularity. Amen. I preach to try to offer encouragement and guidance so that you can make it to heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody who heard Moses' voice didn't hearken unto it. Everybody who heard the voice of Jeremiah didn't hearken unto it. Everybody who heard the voice of Isaiah didn't hearken unto it. So the bottom line is, folks, it's up to you to make a decision whether you're going to do what's right or you're going to do what's wrong. But it's better to obey than to sacrifice. That's the word of God. What's our song, Jerry? 39. 39 is our invitation song. Selection number 39. Let us together stand and let us sing.